Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys. It's your girl, Autumn Miles. Love you guys so much, so much. Um, Really have enjoyed these shows. I feel like we kind of switched it up. A lot of times we try to do some evergreen shows, but I I mean, we're going through like an international crisis here. So um, I love being more specific with you guys during this season. Um, I know that we've all needed it. And these are, these are words that um, we, that can carry us through. Uh, but I, I just have really enjoyed the being really specific with you guys. Um, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. It seems lately we have been really overwhelmed by the amount of you. We know you, we know we all, we all need encouragement from God's word, but just a lot of you guys are tuning in to the podcast and the selfie videos and the lives and all that kind of stuff. And it's so encouraging to me and to my team that you trust us in a time like this to really give you the word, encourage you. We want to encourage you. We want to spiritually challenge you. We want as a result of what we do and what we feel God's calling is on our ministry. We want it to challenge you and to push you forward. That's the whole reason why we've been up and running for 10 years. That's why we do it. It's certainly not for the money. It's certainly not for, um, you know, anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And We've heard just from so many of you that have needed, that you've needed this time. So um, I thank you so much for, for listening along. I want to tell you, we do podcast these shows and there's a lot of us that can't catch the show in North Texas um, or at the exact time that it comes on. Well, I totally get that. Uh, we would love for you to go to our website and to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes and also Spotify. Um, those are the two avenues that we have the show on. And we do, if you watch your social media, we'll we'll send the link of the times that we have new shows. So you are absolutely welcome to follow along that way. The title of this show is all about deliverance. Um, and I want to put it very, very plainly like this. Your deliverance is in motion. Your deliverance is in motion. That is the title of our show today. You know, there are some times when we um, find out about something. Uh, We find out about an issue. Maybe we get a health report and we didn't know that we had uh, a disease until it's confirmed through a test. Um, sometimes there's a financial thing. You get a letter in the mail and you're like, oh no, uh, this is a very, very huge deal. Um, you didn't know until you got the letter and it alerted you to the need. Uh, some of us, it's something maybe in our marriage where we didn't know that we, our husband, or our wife was struggling in a specific, uh, thing. 
And when they come forward, they let us know about what is going on. Maybe it's your child. Um, having four kids myself, um, I had a conversation with my son, Jude, last night. And he came forward and he just said, Mom, I feel like I need to tell you something. And my husband was in the room and my older daughter were in the room. And he kind of, he, it, it wasn't anything bad. Like he wasn't confessing. It was just something, uh, it was just a bad thought process. It was something that he had been thinking for a long time, but didn't tell anybody. And when he came forward and told me, it alerted me to the problem. So when we're alerted of the problem, um, then we start praying about the problem. A lot of times we we're alerted. Okay. Um, and then we start praying about the problem. However, I want to tell you this. God knows about the problem before we are ever alerted to it. Now, this is this whole concept and the, the passage of scripture I'm going to share today, I'm really excited about because we are alerted from our perspective, but God saw the origin of the thought, the origin of the financial crisis, the origin of the marital discord. The, he saw where it started. And if you can even fathom this, our God is so good to us as a good father is that he starts deliverance for us before we even know there is a problem. Now, you might be alerted to the problem months after he knows there's a problem and then you start praying about it. And when deliverance comes, you're blown away at the timing because you find out that God was working on the problem before you even knew about it. And I'm going to I'm going to be very personal. Um the, the end of February. Now, this is pre-corona. Like, corona wasn't even a thing. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing in the, U, in the United States yet. Like, we, I, I think everyone was like, ah, it's no big deal. Like, whatever. My husband and I uh, were alerted to a situation. It wasn't, it wasn't a marital situation. It was a, it was a totally, what had nothing to do with our marriage, but we were both alerted that there was this situation that we needed to take care of. And it shocked us. We were like, what, what's going on here? Um, you know, what, huh? You know how you get when you're, when you're, you don't, you don't know something's happening then all of a sudden you find out. So this is the end of February. Then like first, second week of March, you know, this Corona stuff uh, starts, starts happening and here we we we're not only faced with like sheltering in place and we're we're not only faced with um trying to oh my goodness teach my children at this distance learning thing and you know god bless our teachers out there god bless you i love you but as a parent this was very hard <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I don't have a degree in teaching. Um, so, and we have four kids. So it's not like we have one, like, like one would be any less hard. I mean, it's just, it's just, it was a lot. Okay. Guess what? There's a huge pandemic. 
Um, everything is up for grabs. You can't go to work, whatever, whatever. Oh, and you have to teach all four of your kids from home. That was very hard for our household. I'm just being real. So we are very um, looking forward to the days when the um, school is back open because we need our teachers out there to help our uh, children. Anyways, little little side note from me. We uh, we go through this Corona season, and we're we're of course praying for this, and this has been a huge challenge on the world. We're also praying for the thing that we were alerted about before this even happened. Last week, I'm on a call. I'm uh, I do a lot of counseling, so I'm on a call, um, and my husband comes in the room and he sits down right beside me, and we have been praying. We have been praying, praying, praying. God. We need a breakthrough. God, we need you to step in. We need you to do what only you can do. You know, I don't just do this show for my health, you guys. I live this stuff. I live it with you. I'm living it right with you. And he came in and he sat down beside me and he was super quiet. And he typically doesn't sit and wait for me to finish a phone call. But he he was sitting right there and I, I could kind of sense the urgency in him and hung up the phone and I looked at him and I was like, yes, <laughs> can I help you? And um, he proceeded to tell me that there were some papers in his hand um, that were backdated September and October of last year. That were the answer that we had been praying for. God put our deliverance in motion. We only found out about it at the end of February. But God put our deliverance in motion six months almost before we knew there was a problem. And it was just last week that we found out that God had been working all along. This should encourage you to your very core. Sometimes we're shocked when God allows situations in our life, but he sees them and he forecasts an answer, a deliverance for them before we even knew there's a problem. I want to take you to Joshua 3. I, and I'm just telling you, I have geeked out on this passage of scripture for years. But here we have the whole nation of Israel, and you'll know it. They're about to cross the Jordan, okay? The whole nation of Israel is about to cross the Jordan. And Joshua is walking through the camp and he's saying, get up, get ready. We're going to go tomorrow. He says, uh, verse five, Joshua three, five, the Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. He says the verse before, don't, uh, don't come near the Ark of the covenant. You have not passed this way before. The whole nation is, you know, packing up their little coffee pots. They're packing up their little kids. They're folding their little stuff, putting them in their biblical suitcases. They're like ready to rock. Uh, they're all camped out at the Jordan. So they're looking at the Jordan. Now the Jordan, it was about harvest time. So in harvest time, the Jordan swelled. Uh, there was a lot of water in the Jordan. And from my study, it was probably about a mile wide. Now, in some portions of the Jordan, it's very, very not not as wide. It's much more narrow. From what I can find in my study, you feel free to correct me if you're if I'm wrong. Um, it, it had swelled, or or it would have swelled during harvest time to about a mile. 
wide. Some of the, again, some of the places of the Jordan are very narrow. Some of them are a little bit wider. Nevertheless, the entire nation packed up and is about to walk across the Jordan River, okay? This, let me, let me just read the text. Uh, Joshua 3, 6. And Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. Now, the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel, that they may know that just as I've been with Moses, I'll be with you. Some leader needs to hear that today. Listen, I'm going to exalt you and your people that you are leading now, although you have a new position. I'm going to show them that I'm just as with you the same way I was with the leader before you, who you took his place. Someone needs to hear that today. Message me. You shall moreover command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you come to the edge of the waters, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Then Joshua said to the sons of Israel, come here and hear the words of your God. Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will assuredly dispossess from before you the Canaanite, Hittite, Hivite, Perizzite, Gershite, Amorite, and the Jebusite. Verse 11, behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. This is where it gets so good. It shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priest who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan will be cut off. And the waters which are flowing, listen to the words, down from above will stand in one heap. Now, you know me, if I see something like, oh, the wires from above are going to stand in one heap. I'm a biblical nerd. So I want to know where they're going to stand in one heap and how they're going to stand in one heap. Because this is a very pivotal part of this miracle that, that nobody ever talks about. The waters are going to be cut off. And the waters which are flowing down from above will stand in one heap. Okay, so I did a little digging. Actually, I did a lot of digging. But I'm going to read on to verse 16. So when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who carried the Ark into the Jordan, uh, and when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped at the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest. That's where I got that the Jordan was going to be swelled. The water was going to be even 
uh, wider than it was before because of harvest. Verse 16, the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose in one heap. Listen to what it says. A great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarathan, and those which were flowing down towards the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off, so the people crossed opposite Jordan. Okay, let me bring it home for you. In my study, it says right here, Verse 16, the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarathan. It stood in one heap a great distance away at Adam. You can Google this for yourself. Adam is 20 miles north up the river from where Israel was standing. So 20 miles up the Jordan River at Adam, it says right here that the waters flowing down stood and rose in one heap. Now, in my study, a lot of theologians believe that there was a naturally created dam, okay? Supernaturally supernaturally created dam. Now, this could have happened any way God wanted it to. It could be a tree that fell over. It could have been an earthquake that created this debris to, um, to gather in the water. But most theologians agree a dam was created 20 miles up the river, and we know it was up the river because it says the waters that were flowing down will be cut off. So at Adam, there was a supernatural dam that was probably, according to theologians who are much more smarter than me, up the river. Now, this is the phenomenal part. The waters 20 miles up the river, depending on how fast the water was trickling down from Adam, as soon as the priest, it was timed beautifully by the Lord. It was timed with such precision brought by the Lord. It was, God knew exactly when to start the water flowing down from Adam so that when the priest's feet touched the Jordan and they stood in the Jordan, the last bit of water rolled right by them at that point. This is a lot to take in and a lot of information. But what this tells me is that God provided deliverance for their step. And he timed it so beautifully, way, probably an hour, two hours in advance that the water that was stopped up at Adam was, was in motion before the priest even had picked up the Ark of the Covenant to step into the water. Deliverance had started before 
they even were ready to cross the Jordan because God started it 20 miles up the river at Adam. Now, to me, this for years has blown my mind. When we got those, the, the pieces of paper that I was telling you about, they were backdated October and September, which we didn't even know there was an issue then. We didn't even know. We weren't ready to step into no Jordan. We weren't ready. We didn't, we didn't, we, we didn't even know there was a problem. A couple of days before these priests and Joshua didn't even know exactly what God was going to ask them to do, but God knew. And he knew and created a way for only him to get the glory. He knew he was going to create this dam supernaturally. And it would trickle down the Jordan. And as soon as the priest stepped into the water, it would be cleared for them to pass through. He started the water, stopped the water, probably hours before they even stepped into the Jordan. And of course, when they stepped in the Jordan, verse 17, the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on what? Dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. They stepped on dry ground because God started their deliverance before they even took one step. And I want to encourage you guys out there today. I know what it's like to hang on the word of the Lord. I know what it's like to be standing and wondering, God, are you really going to come through this time? And when he does come through, like he came through for us last week, you stand and you sit. And, you know, there's not a lot of people in the room because we don't share like our intimate problems with everyone 24 seven. I mean, if you do, you need, you have an editing filter problem. But that was a very private moment that my husband and I had. It was just the two of us, but our kids weren't in the room. And God is so big. And loves us so much that he didn't need us to sit in an arena with thousands of people to wow us. He wanted Eddie and I to sit in our bedroom to stare at these pieces of paper that were backdated six months before we knew we had a problem. And he just wanted to wow the two of us. We cried. I, 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 I talked to my husband the night we talk all the time, but we started crying. You know, we both were crying. Like we don't got no shame before the Lord. We, we are way past that. Crying. We're thanking God. We immediately praise him. We're just, we don't even know what to do. We're just so incredibly overwhelmed that he would start our deliverance before we even knew that there was a problem. 
the next day I call my husband on the phone and he is, we, we literally are speechless. So I want to encourage you, maybe those of you that are all of a sudden faced with an overwhelming, like, oh God, what do I do? This seems greater than me. This is the, I, 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 I need your deliverance. Are you there? Are you really going to come through this time? I want this to encourage your heart today because the same God, the very same one that is at work in my life is at work in yours. And I truly believe he knows when these surprise suddenly moments come to us. And he's so good that they might catch us by surprise, but he's been working when he knew their origin to deliver us. I hope that encourages you greatly today. I really love this word. I really, uh, my eyes are filling up with tears even as I'm, I'm speaking. Um, there's nothing like our God who saves. He saves, he is the deliverer. Jesus came to deliver us. He is the great deliverer, and I believe your deliverance is already set in motion. I love you guys. I hope this encourages you today. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener-supported, and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening. And join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.